listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah golseth we are at the higher things conference beyond reasonable doubt at siu carbondale and we have leadership from higher things with us today i'm excited to share the story about higher things and it is also friday which means it is time for our set apart to serve conversation as well yes we'll have that conversation in just a moment thanks to concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon Joining us today, we have Erica Sorensen. Erica, hi. Hi. Erica is the Executive Director of Higher Things. And also joining us today, the Reverend Harrison Goodman. He is the Content Executive for Higher Things. And you might hear his voice from time to time on Sharper Iron. Pastor Goodman, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Thanks so much for having me here. Looking forward to learning more about Set Apart to Serve and Higher Things and the collaboration there. What is the work of Higher Things today? Well, great. So we are an RSO of Synod. We've been around, are we on 22 years old now? 22,000 to 23. 23. We're getting old. That's amazing. You're an adult now. Yeah, we're an adult now. (laughs) You can almost rent a car. Almost rent a car. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) We can stay in a a hotel. Oh. Yeah. So that's what we don't. We stay in dorms. (laughs) At any rate, so we are. See what you did there. That was pretty good. Yeah, I like that. So we are a recognized service organization of Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. We've been around really just serving youth, teaching them the gospel. Our mission statement is to make the gifts of Christ Jesus known to youth and young adults, and we do that in various ways. Obviously, we do conferences. We're doing them this summer. We've got, we had three events this summer, one in the Dominican Republic for young adults, and then we've got two. We were at, we're in the middle of Southern Illinois University, our conference here. It's going to last four days, beyond reasonable doubt. And then we go on to San Antonio to Trinity University after that week, after this week, to do the same thing all over again. Yeah, and these conferences have been going on. They've been going a on a long time. time from the beginning, and and recently we and we've always done content. We've done a, we mm-hmm. had done a magazine in the past, but as you know, nobody buys those anymore. <laughs> and radio and various different things. But these days, higher things are up to, is up to doing, you know, making those gifts known to Lutherans and to youth just out there in the world that need to hear the gospel through various offerings. So we have we have podcasts, we have YouTube, we're on all the socials, we're doing all the things, but I'll let Pastor Goodman talk about that. That's more his area, but that's where we're up to. We're yeah. busy, busy. Content executive. What yeah. kind of content do you guys have? <laughs> oh, we put out over 500 videos a year. We put out daily written devotions that you can also listen to on audio podcasts. We have audio podcasts, video podcasts. We have curricula. We have a wonderful vacation Bible school. We have a confirmation curricula. We are actually working to make that also available on the VBS in Spanish for free. We stay busy. We have high school Bible studies. We have high school Bible studies written by some great deaconesses. Yep. We have yep. a, a wonderful team of artists that gather together as well. We, we publish uh, something called Sermons for you where we take a sermon preached in our Lutheran churches and we hand it off to an artist. They draw what they hear and we get to watch the time lapse of a piece of art coming together as we hear God's word preached to us. And we kind of get to see all of those senses working together to, to make known the gifts of Christ Jesus, which is which is what we do. That yes. is pretty cool. I didn't know you guys did that one. That That's really fun. cool. We, have, we do all kinds of crazy things. That's amazing. We should mention that the artists are youth. The artists are yeah. youth. Uh, we should mention that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have all of this content, and these conferences are kind of maybe the flagship. Is that an appropriate thing? Yeah, I would say they would be the, you know, the cherry on the ice cream sundae of all there is to offer. So we all get to gather here. We worship. Mm -hmm. We learn. We learn more about the faith. And and really the kind of the, the cool things that Higher Things really does is to make sure we kind of point these kids back to where they're going to go back home to their Mm -hmm. own 
we, we really we get together and we do the same thing they do just in a bigger group mm-hmm. in their home congregation. Yeah. So we are really all about supporting youth workers and pastors in their vocations back at home. And we just come together and have a really great time yeah. doing it in a big setting. Yeah. So you mentioned Beyond Reasonable Doubt is the theme this year. All these conferences every year have a theme. Yep. What are some of the big questions, these conversations that you are able to have with youth when you have all of these all youth the- gathered in one place? What are some of those conversations that you and, and all of the leaders and breakaway leaders and pastors are able to have with these youth when they're all here? This is sort of what makes it the cherry on top. There, There's, I guess stereotypes about internet comments that show up on YouTube. But when you actually get to sit down with people who also love the gifts of God and you talk about them, when you talk about the hard questions, our kids actually want real answers and they're desperate to hear hope. They're desperate to have these questions answered. And so when we get to get together, that's a fun thing to say. Well, the kids are locked in because we're talking about the things that keep them up at night. We're answering them with the peace that surpasses understanding. And it's the same thing that made me fall in love with the organization all those years ago. It was just a chance to talk about the things that, that we love to the point where it becomes contagious. And that right there, it's a gift, not only then because those are the kinds of things that develop future church workers, but because even if they don't, they're the things that, that continue to sustain Christians, be they teenagers or into adulthood. Yeah. And this is pretty, pretty exciting for us because this is our first apologetics themed conference. Yeah. I think it's obviously very timely and the kids have great questions. They really do. And and our breakaway speakers have jumped onto the theme. So they're talking about so many different things in so many different ways, talking about the faith, lots of questions, lots of learning going on. My brain hurts and we're only a day in (laughs) all the things I've learned already. Yeah. That's about how it goes. Yeah. (laughs) So higher things conference takes place over about four days, which feels about 10 days smashed into four. <laughs> yeah, that is Because true. you make use of every hour of the day. <laughs> For listeners who've not attended a Higher Things conference, help us understand what a typical day at a conference looks like to help us understand the environment in which these questions and these conversations mm-hmm. really. might happen. So what does a typical day look like in a 26-hour day? <laughs> Yeah, um, at a higher things conference. Yeah, at least 26. No sleeping. Yeah, first of all, there's 15 minutes dedicated towards sleep every day, (laughs) which is important. Mm -hmm. But we we wake up and gather around the gifts of God with matins. From there, we go into teaching. There's a a lot of activity throughout the day to to sort of break things up a little bit. There's a lot of great entertainment at night. But basically, in everything, you kind of mentioned, Erica, that this is the same stuff that's happening at our churches. It's just we turn the radio dial up a little bit. And so we we pray the prayer offices that are in the hymnal. We sing the hymns that we sing on Sundays as well. And we talk about the doctrines that are found in our small catechism. But, well, we talk about them in such a way that that they're directed at the questions that, that our kids are asking. What's wonderful is that the gifts that have sustained the church through millennia are actually the things that are given to Christians because we know that we are against sin, death, and the power of the devil. And those enemies, they keep playing the same cards over and over again because they tend to work. And so we answer them with the very same gospel that is Christ crucified. It's an intense day because you'll go from one minute listening to a thousand kids sing one of your favorite hymns and just trying not to cry in front of them to, <laughs> to then I mean, oh, yes. answering silly questions and playing around with them, but then getting to talk about the things that 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 they lose sleep over and getting to actually have the answers. It's one of those things that that I look forward to every year. It's one of my favorite parts of this job, even though that I, I get to be the content guy and work mostly on the internet. I love to, to come together because here you get to see that it, it matters, that we're not just sort of throwing stuff into the wind to, to sort of see what happens, but it's, it's glorious to just see the kids hungry for hope. Well, 
we, we have a faith that is so abundant in hope. We have a, a, a religion, we have a doctrine that screams and sings it from the rooftops. And so the reason that we're all so tired here most of the time is because it's just, it's the gospel all the time. And that, that's one of those things that you would think sort of would be boring after a while because it goes against sort of everything that that we have sort of been taught to expect kids to want to be able to pay attention to with TikTok attention spans but we just yeah we just give the gifts we do so you're looking at two divine services over 4 days you're looking at matins evening prayer vespers compline morning prayer we do that as well not matins and morning and then you've got five breakaways and four plenary sessions and then we cram in some goofing around in there and in 15 minutes of sleep. I saw a llama. Yeah, there was a llama today. Oh. There was a llama. I have not seen the llama. llama. I mean, He's not allowed this inside. This is very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Not after the last time. I was going to bring him to the interview, but he didn't have his ESA jacket, so I couldn't bring him in the building. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And yes, tearing up at a thousand youth singing a hymn, that definitely happened today. Uh, Lord thee I love with all my heart. Oh, man. The waterworks are happening on that one. That was That's great. It's good stuff, though. When those types of things happen, when youth are able to come together and have those experiences together, that builds community, too. And I'm sure you guys so see that, that building that community is so important, too, when these kids are at this age where they really need to know other kids believe the same things that they do. Yeah, and I think particularly in this day and age, depending on where they are, you can being a Christian can feel very alone at mm-hmm. times. So it's kind of a, it's a wonderful gift to be able to come together. And, and for them to experience that with other youth. So it is definitely fellowship and community building and just seeing that there are other Lutherans out there that believe the way they do and yeah, hope, have the same hope. So having all these conversations that you're having, what kind of conversations happen around church work? You mentioned whether or not these conferences lead to church work. What are some of those conversations that you're able to facilitate that might lead to kids thinking about going into church work? I guess as a pastor, I get to sort of answer this because I've been asked directly about it. It, You just love it. When there is a love of the Lord and a love of his gifts, it actually becomes something that is good enough to want to share. And so we've never actually set up a booth that says you should become a pastor or deaconess. But what we have done, we have made known these gifts of Christ Jesus in such a way that it actually addresses real sin, real doubt, real fear in a way that carries forward. And this is something that I have watched. Higher Things has gotten my congregation a professional organist who was 14 at the time that she started to play because she loved the music here. Higher Things is something that that sent one of my youth off to seminary because what he saw was that this is something that, that speaks in a way that lasts. This is something that, that speaks in a way that helps other people. And for those who see their friends suffering, see the world that we live in, and know the power that is in Christ who has risen from the grave, there's a lot to hang on to worth sharing. And so when they come to us, we get to support that. We get to encourage that and say there are great resources here. We love that the seminaries exhibit with us, the Concordia's exhibit with us, because then you can point them right to a table and say, I, I know somebody you should talk to. <laughs> and, and they're right there to sort of say, this is what we can do to, to make you equipped to, to be able to share these gifts. This is what we do to help train you in a way that, that, that lets you speak with boldness and confidence about the hope that is within you. I love being sort of a part of this team that we have in our synod. Yeah. And I would say, too, that so much of the discussion is obviously going to lead with their questions to vocation. We know mm-hmm. high schoolers are figuring out who they are, you know, in terms of what they're going to do with their life. And they, you know, they want to do something important and worthy. And I think the other great part of it, of it as a layperson, is that we not only end up having folks that go into church work, 
but we also have really strong lay leaders mm-hmm. that stay in the faith, that stay Lutheran, that go back to their congregations. They help out. They help out in many, many ways, even eventually on boards and so forth. And so they're really involved in their church. So I think that is the kind of the beautiful, beautiful thing that we maybe sometimes don't even think about. But, but because these kids come and because they love the gospel so much and because they want to serve, it's just sort of a natural by, byproduct of what happens mm-hmm. from spending time here. Yeah. I mean, that's my story. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. We're talking with Erica Sorensen. She's the executive director for Higher Things and the Reverend Harrison Goodman, content executive for Higher Things. We are at the Higher Things Beyond Reasonable Doubt conference at SIU Carbondale. We'll continue the conversation on the coffee hour in just a moment. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We're at the Higher Things Conference, Beyond Reasonable Doubt, at SIU Carbondale. We're talking with Erica Sorensen, Executive Director for Higher Things, and the Reverend Harrison Goodman, Higher Things Content Executive, and having a great time at the conference, getting to talk to yeah. lots of youth, some pastors, mm-hmm. and lay people who love youth as well and yeah. care for them. And just a great time to, to connect with them. Here at the conference, we've got a picture now of what a conference looks like. All those things packed into <laughs> literally, probably like a 15-hour day or yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, a few hours for sleep. A little more than 15 minutes, maybe. maybe. But it starts, as you pointed out, with matins in the morning. And there are some people doing things even before that in the mm-hmm. morning. All the way through the praying on the offices throughout the day. And down to Compline at the end of the day. Spending some time in prayer right before bed with Compline. But there are so many conversations and so much learning that happens throughout all that time, whether it's in prayer or whether it's in a breakaway or a plenary session or just the casual conversations that happen in the the recreational activities too, all the games and fun things. I'm pretty sure I saw like axe throwing yesterday. Mm. That is true. Not, not real axes. There were you no were shiny not hallucinating. Blades. That was real. That was real. <laughs> it was a contest. It was a contest was and a all contest. kinds of other fun activities yes. as well for the, yeah. the, you know, the entertainment time as well. All those provide opportunities for conversations, whether it's youth to youth, youth to pastor or pastor to pastor. How, as an organization, how do you see higher things supporting and equipping pastors and parents and lay leaders who care for youth and who love the youth, the church, and want to encourage them to consider church work opportunities as well. Who wants to, I know you both have something to say about that. Who wants to go first? Erica? I talked last. I'm going to let him. Okay. I'm going to be nice. Pastor Goodman. One of the greatest things that I ever got to do was just to bring adult supervisors to higher things. It's one of those things that becomes a joy to them because you sort of gear yourself up to the idea that I'm going to have to to supervise teenagers. And so there's a level of mental (laughs) fortitude that you need to sort of prepare yourself with. And they come and they leave having learned. They came usually expecting something to be either boring or childish, and instead they find their own faith being edified. This is a thing that that 
that grows it just because it is the gospel this word of god that does the things that is it's promised to do i have friends of mine that are pastors that that absolutely refuse to teach here and it's not because they they can't or aren't great or aren't capable but they just actually want to sit and listen they want to hear the preaching they want to sing the hymns they want to watch the kids sing to them and it's one of those things that that carries home with you that when you have heard these things not only do you have teachings that you get to share, but you get to, to leave with all of the hope that you realize that, that you're not alone, because it is something that the devil very much does, not only to lay people, but I think maybe even especially to clergy, is he attacks us to make us feel that we are not the body of Christ, that individually our members are very spread apart. And this is where he corners us, higher things, the events that we get to, to host, the time that we get to spend together. It's a place not only where the clergy can sort of reconnect with old friends, but we get to just remember that this church is alive because Christ is preaching here. And even though the devil would sometimes lie to us and tell us that, that we are alone, here we're joined together by the teachings that have not only called and gathered us, but also strengthen and keep us. Yeah, absolutely. And I, my first time coming to Higher Things, I believe, was 2014. I subbed for a deaconess who was on maternity leave. And I just remember going, I think we had a handful of kids, and I'd never been. And I went, and I said, oh, we are coming back. And it was entirely selfish, I would love to tell you. <laughs> it's about the children. But I wanted to come back and learn more and hear, for, hear more. But honestly, I did want my kids to have the opportunity to. But that happens with a lot of adults that come. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a lovely thing that we have about our conferences that we don't have a ton of restriction about how many adults you can bring with you, the more the merrier. In fact, that's how I, how my congregation really learned about higher things was by having just lots of adults that kind of came along and chaperoned and learned as well because you do learn alongside of them. That was, the, that was one of the things that stood out. Obviously, the worship is beautiful. We've talked about that. But for me, I'm a former public high school teacher, and I was really blown away by the level of teaching at higher things because the youth that I'd been teaching can do crazy things like calculus. I mean, know how to do I was, obviously wasn't a math teacher <laughs> they can they speak you know multiple languages and we come and they can really handle these kind of deep questions of the faith and are taught at really really high levels and taught very well and taught by pastors and lay people that come in and want to talk about various things that the youth really want to talk about and it's 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 a beautiful place to be it's a beautiful place to learn and it's edifying in your faith so mm-hmm. yeah how is higher things and a set apart to serve collaborating? What does this collaboration look like? Because, I mean, obviously you guys have all of this opportunity to talk to to kids and to encourage them to church work and show them what it looks like to be a faithful church worker. What does that collaboration look like for you guys? Well, we we have a couple of executives. Pastor Goodman is one of them that has helped helped with a set apart to serve. And I'll let him talk a little bit more about it. But just in general, we realized after being around for now 23 years that we had a lot of pastors, deaconesses, teachers that have gone into church work. And I don't think initially that was like the initial thought, but it Mm -hmm. was the result, the beautiful Mm -hmm. result of the work of the mission that we had. And so they reached out to us and wanted to talk to us a little bit more. And we were just all in. So I'll let Pastor Goodman talk a little bit about the different things we've done with Set Apart to Serve. Absolutely. As you said, Kristen Sanchez and I have gotten to to sit in on the committee and help out lend our voice and our experience with youth ministry in the ways that that it sort of has naturally, just because of what we do, pointed young men and women into church work. For that, we're eternally grateful. I think we'll talk a little bit later, but we're very excited that this fall, we will be coming out with a book dedicated towards future pastors full of essays from wonderful authors that Set Apart to Serve has generously helped sponsor. 
And so we're very excited about this. It's a chance to tackle a lot of the issues that have not only made us love the ministry, but also show what the ministry is for, show how people are helped, show why these things that we teach truly actually matter and connect in the day-to-day lives of the church. All right. So you mentioned a book. When should we, where should we be watching for that and when? So the ebook will, will be out this fall. You can get it through Amazon. You will be able to get it through our store as well. The physical print book is coming. We're, we're lining that up with the print shop and we're very confident that we will have it out at the next conference because when we come together, this is a thing that a lot of our kids are actually excited to learn more about. It's called Letters of Spiritual Encouragement. This is actually, we're redoing an old print shop book that existed when I was a, a baby pastor way back in the good old days. But it's a collection of essays that have been, again, sort of gathered together. I got to write an essay on justification and sanctification, which when you actually dive into sort of past the buzzword, you get to realize this is actually where you're allowed to genuinely struggle with who you know you want to be and how you know you want to help with just the failures that we have day after day. And it gets to then be rooted in something other than your best efforts and your well wishes, but in Christ who has promised not only to forgive, but to sustain and work through sinners, to sustain the church, even as she struggles with the same thing. We have essays about pastor as a visitor, the the chance to actually visit with people on their very worst days and bring to them the hope that surpasses understanding. We have the theology of ethics, of preaching. We have an essay on the end times by Pastor Wolf Mueller, who Mm -hmm. uh, always just sort of brings the heat. The Synod President, uh, Matthew Harris, has written our forward. There, there's just so many great voices that have sort of collaborated with this. And it, it means then that when the church all speaks the same doctrine, but with all of our voices, all of our experiences, it, it turns into a, a beautiful choir. And, and this is then a, a chance to sort of sit down with the people who have come to love and struggle with and still love the thing that they do because of what God would do through his church. And this church, she is, she is sustained by the office of the ministry who he employs there. How can we continue to follow what's going on with Higher Things? What's the place to find what's going on with Higher Things? Just our website, www.higherthings.org. Also, Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. We're active there. If you have the TikTok, we can, you can see some <laughs> shorts there. We put out all sorts of great content on YouTube, YouTube as well. well. Yeah. We're on Facebook, but mostly just not so much for our kids, but just sort of <laughs> just store, still hanging the on. The boomers. There. They call them the boomers. I don't want to say <laughs> I, word. I know, but we're boomers. They just lump us all together. <laughs> but we have, to talk, we, have to, we have to let the parents know what's going on somewhere. So yeah. Facebook as well. You can find more at higherthings.org. You can also learn more about Set Apart to Serve by visiting lcms.org slash SAS. Our guest today, Erica Sorensen, Executive Director for Higher Things. Erica, thanks for the invitation. Thanks for having us here at the conference. And thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Thanks for having us. And the Reverend Harrison Goodman, Content Executive for Higher Things. Thanks so much, Pastor. It was a privilege. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golsak. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.